So the uh, uptake of the energy of impermanence quickly showing up uh, as we spend our last hour together before we break silence and perhaps get to know each other a little bit differently for dinner when we're able to talk with each other. Uh, so what I'd like to do is first I'd like to read this. It's a quote from James Baldwin. I wanted to read it when I was giving the talk but had left it over. Then we'll close with a sit and another word or two. So let me read this to you by James Baldwin, and it was written back in uh, the late 60s, early 70s. And for those of you who don't know, James Baldwin um, was an African-American uh, male-identified uh, artist who was very, very, very active in the civil rights movement and uh, did a lot of writing, um, political writing, as well as... Uh, creative writing. He has a number of books out. And he was very much a social activist. And he's not Buddhist, but this piece that he wrote it very much speaks to uh, impermanence and suffering and not-self. There's one word that I'm going to say at the end which he <coughs> uses, the word chimerous which means the thing that is hoped for but is illusory or impossible to achieve. So just so you have that. <clears throat> Life is tragic simply because the earth turns and the sun exonerably rises and sets. And one day for each of us, the sun will go down for the last, last time. Perhaps the whole root of our trouble, the human trouble, is that we will sacrifice all the beauty of our lives, will imprison ourselves in totems, taboos, crosses, blood sacrifices, steeples, mosques, races, armies, flags, nations, in order to deny the fact of death, which is the only fact we have. It seems to me that one ought to rejoice in the fact of death ought to decide, indeed, to earn one's death by confronting with passion the conundrum of life. One is responsible to life. It is the small beacon in that terrifying mystery from which we come and to which we shall return. One must negotiate this passage as nobly as possible for the sake of those who are coming after us. It is the responsibility of free persons to trust and to celebrate what is constant. Birth, struggle, and, and death are constant, and so is love, though we may not always think so. And to apprehend the nature of change, to be able and willing to change. I speak of change not on the surface, but in the depths. Change in the sense of renewal. But renewal becomes impossible if one supposes things to be constant that are not. Safety, for example, or money, or power. One clings then to chimerous, by which one can only be betrayed. And the entire hope, 
the entire possibility of freedom disappears. Still pretty relevant today, I'd say. 